Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Match Ball. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Match Ball after a scintillating win over Burnley. We're still sponsored by levisolicitors.co.uk slash the square ball. So if you uh, got a load of vouchers for Christmas and you want to spend them on some property in Burnley, they will help advise you on everything you need to make that a profitable move. levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm not Dan Moylan. Um, you may remember a few weeks ago we had the problem with one of his children not being very well, and that's uh, I was problem I was going to say raised uh, its ugly head again over Christmas. But I don't know if after all the trouble his uh, his son is having that we need to put the boot in and call him ugly as well. But he's fine. Everything is fine. Um, they've been watching the game together today, which I imagine has uh, made everything much more relaxed. But it means <laughs> I have to move into. Dan Seat, I'm me being Moscow White Daniel Chapman. To my left is Michael Normanton. Hello. And we're joined by Ella Richardson, square ball writer as well. It's called up from the under-23s to the first team. Yeah, I'm Moscow White for the day. <laughs> and what a day it's been. Leeds have taken on all the criticism that we faced after losing 6-2 to Manchester United. Nobody seemed happy about that. Everybody was insistent that it had to change. So a 1-0 home win. Can't fault it, can you? Playing badly and winning is what the the pundits have been desperate for us to do, I think, more or less, isn't it? That, that was the criticism. We need to just win some ugly games, and we've won an ugly game. Sean Dyche was saying it's all a results business, and we got the result. What did Burnley get? Beaten. Billy Peacock <laughs> Farrell on the bench, maybe? I don't know. I don't know if they can take any, any solace from his, his face. Does he think he even knows the result? I think if you're um, Bailey Peacock Farrell at the moment, you're probably wondering why there's another goalkeeper on the bench with you. That's the most, I mean, forget about the entire game. That's the thing that's fascinated me most, that Burnley named two goalkeepers on the bench. Well, you've seen one of them, haven't you? So Anyway, the game itself, very different to the Manchester United match, although I think we probably have to start by asking what was the worst half of football to endure, the first half at Old Trafford or the second half? at Elland Road. It's got to be the first half at Old Trafford. I don't think I've had a worse moment in my life, not limited to football. <laughs> it did help that they didn't have anybody in their midfield of the, the sheer quality of Scott McTominay. That second half reminded me a lot of Barnsley last season, actually, in that we're <laughs> playing a team we know are not brilliant and we just can't string anything together and it feels like all of the normal stuff that we can do has just completely failed us. We couldn't, like, the, the playing out from the back was disastrous in that second half. It just kept falling down in midfield and then we brought Pablo on and I thought he might improve that, but he pretty much didn't. He did He did a couple of nice things, but nothing worked, did it? Apart from we won. So 
I enjoyed Pablo's first contribution when he uh, he dribbled around half the Burnley team and then whacked the ball at Melier from about 10 yards. Which I thought was, it, we, we needed him to go the other direction, but we just didn't, didn't seem able to get out of our own penalty area. I was incredibly stressed in that half, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. In some ways, it feels worse than a defeat. At least that scum game, you knew from the first two minutes we were losing that. So you kind of your expectations had all gone. So you could relax to an extent and just face the barrage of goals we were going to concede. Whereas that, I just felt certain they were going to score. I think because we went into that game needing three points, not really well wanting it, but needing it. Whereas the Man United game, you kind of go in there wanting it, but not necessarily knowing what's going to happen with that. You're kind of clinging on to desperation to just calm down a little bit. <laughs> just so give us what we needed. My day after Boxing Day did not include having... Burnley's goalkeeper challenging no. Ilan Melier <laughs> in the box. We may we we'll do a bit on the the set pieces straight away because it seemed quite different today. Somebody's told Melier to punch. I think mm-hmm. is that a good idea on reflection? Well, I think they realised, excluding the Peter Shilton thing that happened, if you're a goalkeeper and you're much taller than everyone anyway, and you can use your hands, you can pretty much get to everything first. So they just said to him, "It's yours. If it's in that box anywhere, you've got to get there because." With the best will in the world, no one else is getting there ahead of Chris Wood. And we did see that brutal foul on him in the first half from Harvey Barnes, who uh, was rightfully... Harvey Barnes? Who was it if it wasn't Harvey Barnes? It was Ashley Barnes, Ashley wasn't Barnes. it? But I mean, I don't... I, it could have been John Barnes. I don't know the difference <laughs> between any of these footballs. It was a brutal challenge. I'm not against if the new technique is Melier just flattening whoever's in his way. That's fine. And we had a couple of people on posts as well instead of waiting upfield. So... Mm-hmm. For all um, Marcelo Bielsa's insistence that this is not a problem and nothing will change, it's changed everything, hasn't he? It's all completely different. You wonder if he's done it, don't you? Whether they've stayed behind afterwards, they've all pretended to leave and then gone like, well, I know he doesn't like the set pieces, but we'll go back and we'll, we'll do a bit. We'll do a bit. We'll just not, everyone not, we'll just not tell him. We'll just think, pretend it's something we thought of on the day. It worked anyway, sort of. <laughs> I mean, they didn't score, did they? They came fairly close to it on a number of occasions. I was quite happy that I think his most comfortable catch was in stoppage time Melier and when he was being challenged by Nick Pope and I think that was probably the moment where thought, right we'll finally get him but no he just rose above um, I think it was a proper punch on on that one and um, he is tall enough that he should be able to cope with those just maybe he's catching he likes a parry and a push I guess that there is a reason for it I guess with the way that he's going to be jumping over people and if you're jumping over people and trying to catch it when you fall, there's a reasonable chance you'll you lose it and you're relying on your team to pick up second balls, aren't you, when you're going to punch it away? And I guess it felt very frantic, but they didn't have many really good chances, did they? Did they? There no. The, there was the Chris Wood header that felt like a good one and then Rodriguez put one over the bar, that one that he, he managed to sky from about six yards. But I'm struggling to think of many more where they had, it was on a plate for them. There was another shot, Barnes, whichever, whatever forename you want to give him, near post shot as well after a Wood. Flick on Chris Wood seemed to my inexperienced football watching eyes to be important in the second half. They were banging the ball up to him and there was one twos and that was the problem or a problem. Yeah, I think it was that rather than it being kind of laid on a plate, that constant pressure, especially from players like Chris Wood, that's what's so stressful aside from having no walking centre backs on top of that. (laughs) Pascal Stroik is a a centre back and he seemed he seemed to spend a lot of time falling over, yeah. but, re- but recovering. And I think the um, the centre-back of the match was Calvin Phillips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was our best player by a distance, I would say. I thought Ailing and Dallas both did the usual 
all right job. Um, it was further forward, it just didn't function, wasn't it? I thought the defence was good when it left the defence that it became a problem. Because normally in a game like that, Click picks the ball up, we attack, Jack Harrison has it for a bit, Rafinha does something and it takes all the pressure off. It just felt like it was it was the defence against them for that second half and that's where all the, the pressure came from. It was better to have Phillips playing well, especially after being hauled off at Old Trafford mm-hmm. at half-time. It sort of, all that kind of gets forgotten now after he's, um, he's held the central defence together in the absence of Urente and the absence of Cooper and the longer absence of Cock. Click also got pulled off at half-time at Old Trafford and successfully silenced his critics today or not so much? I don't think so much. I don't know. Sell him, you're saying? Get rid. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's hard to, you know, you can't sit and slag him off, but... He definitely hasn't been no, his, his usual no. self as the last few games. Because no. even before Old Trafford, I think he's looked a little bit like it. But I mean, we've thought this about him before and everyone's, when it's happened, everyone's jumped to the conclusion that he's tired and then he, he'll turn up, you know, 24 hours later against West Brom and be really good in when he's had no rest whatsoever. So we can't write him off, but yeah, what is wrong with him? Do you think he does just need a break? He's played a lot of football. Yeah, I think he'll come back and he'll just be fine again. And it'll be fine. I think it's just a phase. When we play Crawley, maybe don't make him play that <laughs> He maybe has this, because his levels of endurance are so good, it seems like he can withstand so much more punishment than other players. But that means he starts matches in a condition that an average human would maybe just like cry off. Whereas a 60% click seems to be you're still going to get a, a decent performance out of him, but it does seem to be wearing him down quite a lot. And he, he never gets to play in a consistent midfield either, does he? Because you'll have Calvin Phillips in there, then Dallas moves into it at some points. And I don't know, it doesn't feel like we've, because of the injuries and our need to make tactical changes without necessarily having enough players to make tactical changes with people in playing in their correct positions, it feels like Click's always, he's the constant in there and everything around him has to shift sometimes. Which I don't know, maybe that should be easy for him. Maybe you should, maybe should stop moaning and just play better. Well, it is interesting in there because Rodrigo went off as well and they are kind of the linchpins of the, the midfield. But that second half, Rodrigo, Rafinha, Click, the three who went off, just didn't seem to be involved at all. And I don't know what tactical changes other than goal, nine at the back and withstand the pressure we could have made. I thought the substitutions were, were all absolutely fair enough. There's There have been occasions this year, I think, when we've, criticised Bielsa a little bit for it's not the way of criticising much but we've said they didn't work whereas I suppose you'd struggle to say they worked particularly well in this but it was it certainly didn't make anything worse did it because it was going badly and then things went maybe marginally better I thought Pervade did quite well he stopped Charlie Taylor from just dancing down the the left wing time after time did you enjoy Charlie Taylor's return Ella? oh thoroughly I'll, um, I'll accept that as an apology for breaking my 15 year old heart I think if anybody <laughs> hasn't read that yet on the, the Square Ball website Boxing Day we, we put up your was it a, a love letter or a broken heart it was um, a broken heart letter wasn't probably it probably call it a scathing review of his uh, entire personality to be honest but Just, it was a nice review of his ears I still think he's got lovely ears but mm. he was having um, a little bit too much involvement there was that creeping sense of a, a Taylor cross for a wood header was just going to be the, the stoppage time mm-hmm. problem in that match. That would have really stung. That litany of trouble and problems and defensive frailties and the goalkeeper being in a flap and all our midfielders having to be substituted makes me think that's what it must feel like to support other teams who do just grind out a 1-0 win every week and are never happy 
we won. We did win. And Pat Bamford can go home to his uh, his massive wall-sized dartboard of Sean Dyche and throw some shoes at it. And it was a very well-hit penalty. And a well-won penalty as well, despite Nick Pope for some reason thinking he hadn't fouled him. He definitely had fouled him. There was not minimal contact there. That was a, a clattering. It wasn't just him. I enjoyed, I don't know which defender it was. It could have been Bertie Me, who um, every time he got mentioned, I know the commentary saying it's me is funny on its own level, me with the ball, me tackling him. But I always get, for some reason, because I know his first name is Bertie. No, his first name isn't Bertie, is it? His first name's what is it? Ben. Ben. But Bertie Me, who played for Arsenal. Said to Don, the, who, the one who said to Don Reavy. Exactly. So he, he managed Arsenal. And he I always think of him whenever Ben Me, Bertie Me gets mentioned. And I get a vision in my head of it's Bertie Bassett. <laughs> so you've been sitting watching that game with me and you've not realised that while you're all watching a 1-0 a win being ground out, I'm imagining a man made entirely out of sweets playing in defence for Burnley. It's quite difficult. But I think it was him who, after Nick Pope had uh, clattered into Bamford, was standing with the, the ball at his feet going, but the, we've got the ball, ref. There's nothing wrong with that. But it was, um, yeah, long ball from Ailing. Maybe this is the way forward. Route one, hit Bamford, win a penalty, score it. Well, Burnley have not, not made changes for our style, have they? It's a naive performance from Burnley in many ways. I think Dyche needs to have a look at his tactics and realise that we can do that. A plan B. That's what that was, ball over the top. They are supposed to have strong central defence and we completely exposed it in the first two minutes. The title race is back on. Well, it has moved us up. We're on we're 11th. 11th. Mm. And do the teams um, around us play? They are still playing games today, yeah, which is a shame. So we might not be 11th, but with 20 points, that's halfway to safety. Probably more than halfway to safety. And it does say something that the if this um, this league is all about results, we did get a very good result today. This mm. is a game that Especially after you lost six two last time, you'd have taken one nil at kickoff. I mean, look, Aston Villa stayed up last year, and they were they were awful for pretty much an entire season, and managed to stay up. And that everyone seemed to think that was fine. It's just because we know we can play some really nice stuff. That when we win a game like this, we all feel like we're traumatized. And it has been a tough week from that perspective. I don't think anybody has left us alone about what happened at Old Trafford. Does it feel is that out of our system a little bit? I think. Leeds fans always feel like, I think you always feel like you have to feel that doom and gloom kind of situation, which is why when you win 1-0, you have to talk about how horrible it felt before you talk about how great it is. But ugh, the Man United thing just didn't happen as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the second half, we, were, we are right to be traumatised by it because we, mm. they had more possession than us, which is ridiculous because Burnley are not a possession-based side whatsoever. And we are, and they had all of it, which is confusing. Well, not all of it. Well, 56%. They had let's, more of it. Let's not be hyperbolic. They had more than they deserve. And it felt like our possession was mainly us playing around our own box and then eventually having to hit it long because there was nothing else to do. Or in the case of Pablo, as you say, giving it to Melier at 100 miles an hour, which I was saying when, you, when that happened, I was like, imagine passing the ball to John Lukic like that. I think he'd have just picked it up. He'd have just had to accept defeat with it. He'd be like, nope, you cannot do this. <laughs> 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Should we have changed it? Should we have just started banging it a bit longer, do you think? Or was today an element of after all the um, the huff and puff that we've had over the last week that we had to really stick to at least some part of our guns? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say should we have changed it when we have won. But it would have been an easier ride if we had it, I think. Because, I mean, it always feels a lot, you feel a lot more comfortable, don't you, when they stick into that kind of aggressive attacking, everything's going to be fine. But ultimately it was fine either way. I mean, on the plus side, them having us completely penned in for an entire half man they couldn't counter attack and score against us which yeah. is quite often something that happens when we throw people forward I think we only had one in the second half didn't we where the one where Pablo had a shot where it felt like we actually managed to get an overload going and there were people going forward and Jack Harrison was down the left and stuff it, other than that it didn't feel it wasn't like a Leeds game whatsoever in that second half we, we, we probably in fairness skimmed over the first half a bit too much because we were the better team in that half mm. and then he just came out in the second and they had us completely hemmed in for the entire entire 45 minutes which is why we've left feeling terrible if the halves had been reversed I think we'd be alright with this yeah you always remember the last thing that happened and the last thing that happened was Burnley penning us into our penalty area and sending the goalkeeper up and it just that would have been weird at the end of the first half (laughs) well tactical innovation can happen I would quite like after this to, to take that game and the second half in particular around the likes of Paul Merson and everybody else in football and say, well, is this is this what we should have every week in future? Would you prefer that? And maybe they would because we let Burnley have a chance and they, they hate Leeds, so they would rather have Burnley being on the, the way to winning. But it was so different from what we normally play. I mean, the Barnsley game is probably a good comparison. And now are we saying these are the two? The Barnsley game was probably the worst game we've had under Bielsa. How close does, does the Burnley game today come? In terms of a complete failure as an attacking unit, that second half is a, about as bad as we've been. Because I know we did get smashed against Scum, but we also did create a lot of chances. And we didn't have any, did we, in the second half? That Pablo shot was as close as we came. And there was one, I think, where Pervader had a decent opportunity to cross and overhit it. But there was nothing at all, really. I can give you the stats comparing Old Trafford. We had 59% possession. Today we had 52 we had 17 shots against Scum. Today we had 11. Same number of shots on target, four and four. So which which game should we be more scandalised by? I'm confused by football. This is the Bielsa thing. I don't know what to make of us not being brilliant in a match. I think it's because now under Bielsa, like everybody kind of, we prioritise that like integrity thing of like, oh, but we don't just like scrape these 1-0 wins against Burnley. We play really well and we batter whoever's like ahead of us. But, it's not always going to be the case. 
This is a Gary Monk win. That season when we did manage to almost get in the playoffs under him, we won a lot of games like this where we were not actually very good. But the strikers scored. We somehow didn't concede. Charlie Taylor played. Chris Wood played. It's all very familiar, except slightly in the wrong order. And there was the, the element with Burnley as well, although I write them off as absolute nonsense. They will probably stay in the division, as they do every season. And they have... Am I imagining... I mean, I know already I've been confused about which Barnes plays for them. Jay Rodriguez. Hmm. He's an England international, isn't he? Has he played for England? Yeah, but right. to describe him, as a, it's a bit of a stretch. I think he played. He you, might have got a cap, I think. You get a hat for it, so it, it counts. But there's, there is still that level of uh, of quality in there. And perhaps there's, um, if you put this alongside the Crystal Palace results, the Leicester result, well, Leicester are, you know, recent champions. It's a the sort of game you expect a little bit more of a, of a team that's scrapping to stay in a division against more experienced opponents. Is how I'm rationalising the whole thing now. Rodriguez one cap for England, just to be well completely more, clear. How many caps for England has uh, Pat Bamford got? So far, not any, but it's still time. It's still, still time for keeps him. scoring penalties like that. Bielsa has been speaking. Um, he says it was an energetic and valiant effort, which is good to put it in the terms of uh, mid 17th century romance. And it was decisive. We hung on for the result. Every game in the Premier League is a big challenge. He felt Burnley imposed the game they wanted to play and Leeds struggled to neutralise them. Although we defended fiercely, they had chances to score. What was the end XG? I know you had the stats up there earlier. Oh, I don't know if I've got XG immediately to hand. I've got an an attack momentum graph that I can describe to you, (laughs) if that helps. You look up XG and I'll talk to Ella about whether we're feeling happy in retrospect, despite the, uh, the... the tones of misery that I think we've we've inadvertently brought to this. Yeah, I think it's just default position to not feel happy in retrospect to have had anything to do with Leeds United. But um, yeah, it was an important win. Needed it. Got it. That's probably the biggest thing after yeah. such a hammering at Old, Old Trafford and, mm-hmm. and the attention that brought. Winning by any means was the important target for the day. Yeah. 2.08 to 1.64. So a, a righteous victory, I would say, for us. 2-1 would have been fair and so 1-0 is the same as 2-1 except it's fewer goals. <laughs> so it's fine. And your rounding's a bit dubious as well. I don't know if you're, round- <laughs> you're rounding 1.64 down to 1. It's hard enough. You know, whenever I do this, I have the extra appreciation for Dan that he's not just seeing you being an idiot. Don't make <laughs> me do maths as well. The referee is the target of Burnley fans' ire. Um, he's been put forward on Twitter as our man of the match. What's their problem? Somebody explain. A lovely chap and a nice, smart haircut, I thought. You did like his haircut, didn't you? I mean, you? the goal that he disallowed, mm. admittedly not much of a foul, I didn't think. Was I alone in that? No, you, you know, no you're probably right, but I'm not going to complain too loudly about <laughs> it because <laughs> did us some favours. I mean, let's just go the Lampard route and accept that if they, bad things are happening to other people... Blame the players. It's, it's fine. <laughs> if bad things happen to us, it's massively unfair. The two bookings for dissent were were quite entertaining. I thought I was happy to um, to see that happening because they were having a right old moan, and it seemed very in keeping with the match to see at full time what's he called Sean Dyche marching towards the referee, pointing at his watch, tapping. What if only we had some kind of audio recording of what I, he would have been saying to the ref? He could actually tell he was saying, "What time you got, mate? What time you got, mate? What time you got, mate?" Calling the ref mate as well in that aggressive way. You got a problem, mate. Got a problem, mate. Fuck off. Fuck off, Sean. It's good. It started from the 
I'm sure he was in his technical area when they put the camera on and you heard him, he, well, you saw the mouth just give me the go, ref. And he's, you know, ref is about 80 yards away at that point. It reminds, I always remember him, there was a European game, Alan Smith spent ages, the camera had him shouting at the linesman. He's, Lino, 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 Lino. And then Lino must have finally turned around, Lino, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the classic um, bits of dissent I've ever, ever seen. Talking about our defence, Liam Cooper has tweeted to say that it was beautifully ugly. Like, like Liam himself. <laughs> we can go to the trenches if we need to. Different class, men. It was very uh, championshipy that second half, is what I'd say. It felt like it lacked all the class. We've signed Rodrigo and Rafinha, so we don't have to play this type of game. And then here we are, still trying to head a ball clear when they're goalkeepers in our box in injury time. And Urente, um, on the subject of the defence, has had a setback um, this week and is out again and will also miss the West Brom match on Tuesday. But we've kept a clean sheet, so we may as well just pay up his contract, do you think? <laughs> Wouldn't like to rely on that. It was worth signing those centre-backs, wasn't it? Well, if Calvin Phillips can play like that against Chris Wood, and um, who was dangerous for the entire 90 minutes, and... We can keep a clean sheet as long as you're not allowed to touch Melier. I don't think there's um, there's necessarily anything to fear. Bielsa says that heading into the West Brom match, it's too early in Allardyce's reign to uh, to draw any conclusions about how they're going to play. I think West Brom are playing his second or third match right now, mm-hmm. aren't they? So I would love to be the person who's asked Bielsa how you think Allardyce is doing, because I'm sure in Bielsa's mind, it's thinking, well, I could be fucking watching him if I wasn't here talking to you. Are we going to beat West Brom? Probably need to. If we looking at the table, probably another six wins means we stay up now. We've got 23 games to do it, and West Brom seems a good place to start to get another one of those. Have you seen anything about us today that will worry you going into the West Brom game? Just generally everything? Not everything. Not enough brain space to worry about everything. But um, I think if play against how we played in the first half, do that again, it'll be fine. And then even if we play how we did in the second half again, it will also be fine because it's West Brom. West Brom are worse than Burnley. Yeah. We do need to stress that. Burnley, and I know they're slightly comical in the way that they are and how very dykey they are and set pieces and big men and it all feels very championship team on loan to the Premier League at Burnley, but they've been here for ages and they are generally pretty consistent. So Whereas West Brom are almost certainly going down and if they don't go down, it's because they've got Sam Allardyce and that never lasts. I suppose there was an element of um, the desperation involved today that Burnley felt the need to have their goalkeeper attacking in the last two minutes. Whereas I think if we'd been a, a goal down, we would still have just been, you know, giving the ball to Jackie Harrison to to cross out of play until the final whistle blew. He, I thought, did okay. It was a similar kind of thing going forward. We've, we've seen forever. We could have hit Bamford with a bit more accuracy. He did hit Bamford with accuracy at one point, you might remember, in the first half. Had a shot going into the corner blocked by him, as I remember. Is that why we should vote Bamford as the absolute villain of today's game? Because he didn't want credit shared. Yeah, he put us a goal up and now he's not letting anybody else have a goal. Good penalty. A you, very good penalty. You're really pleased with that penalty, I noticed. It was great. I just feel like he's not hit him with much conviction in the past. Or the little side foot as well, or the, the click one, which obviously was saved and then retaken. Like That first one was horrendous. So to see someone just twatting it into the top corner is very refreshing. I think now he thinks he's going to win Golden Boo. It's all... <laughs> Confidence Central. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking about that during the game when he attempted that um, 
utterly bizarre shot from near the corner. Like, oh, I can hit this on the, the turn and it'll go in the near top corner. It was the Van Basten spot, wasn't it, more or less, where he hit that ridiculous volley from, which is widely considered to be one of the best goals ever because of the impossible angle. But Pat Bamford on his weaker foot just thought, yeah, why not? I think I prefer an overconfident Bamford, though. It's better than when he used to just kind of mope around the mm. pitch going, everyone's getting at me. If he believes he's going to get the golden boot and play in the Euros for England after scoring 30 goals in the Premier League, I, for one, I mean, I still think he's on track to score a goal in every game. 38 goals at the end of the season. 10 for the season by Christmas. That's good. Well, not not technically by Christmas. I realised that was a couple of days ago. But I thought 10 for the season would be good for him. So, And it's also, we've had fewer games before Christmas than in a normal season. So he's um, he gets some extra credit, credit for that. And sticking it to one of his old bosses as well, which I think uh, he always likes. Um, anybody else who has had a, a particularly good day today? Calvin Phillips? Yeah, nothing he can't do. That is great. Apart from play at Old Trafford. Apart from play at Old Trafford, yeah. <laughs> but that's another. That's a, a ghost buried from that game that Calvin Phillips can come back and uh, and perform so well in defence where we have no defenders. And anybody else? Melier? Yeah. Let's he, praise him. He, he flapped around. He, um, he couldn't pass to a Leeds player. <laughs> and yet he was probably one of our best. He's consistently lucky and I'm not quite sure how he's doing it. But I'm... I'm perfectly happy for it to continue. I feel like in other situations, goalkeepers have made some of the mistakes he has and they've been punished for them. But as long as he's getting away with it, he's also making some good saves though. And the sort of stuff that in truth, having been scarred by Casilla and Bailey Peacock-Farrell and Felix Viedvald, those sort of fairly standard saves that you expect a goalkeeper to make, like the Barnes one at the near post. It's a good save, but you do expect a goalkeeper to save those. But I'm pretty sure Kiko Casilla let one in from that angle against Forrest last year and Bailey Peacock-Farrell would have just stood still until that was in the goal and then then leapt into the edge of the six-yard box for it. So he does make some good saves as well as getting lucky. Anybody that we should take their Christmas presents back off them from either team? The commentator for when he said, when they were bringing on a sub and he said, oh, the familiar face of Dale Stevens. And I just thought, wouldn't know that face. If he, had a, if he had a name badge that said Dale on it and came up to me, I would be thinking, oh, is, he, is that... Is that Dale Winton? <laughs> if his face had been made of licorice all sorts, I would have recognised him right off. But beyond that, and obviously our old friends, we can't really uh, criticise Woody and Taylory after that because they let us win in the end. But I thought they, they maybe tried too hard. Yeah. Praise for the rep as well. Oh, absolutely. We should uh, name him. I think he might be in... No, he's not another band. He was um, he was Mr. Mr. R. F. R. E. It says here... Um, I don't know who he was, but he was good and Leeds were good. Leeds won the match. If you win, you're good. I think that's how um, football works. It was Rob Jones, of course, the ex-Liverpool right back who was um, refereeing the game. The game that puts Leeds 11th. West Ham are playing now. They're in 10th. Uh, Wolves got to be playing at some point because they've played fewer games than us, as have Newcastle and Crystal Palace. They can overtake us. Well, actually, Palace have already played, haven't they? So it's Wolves and Newcastle that can overtake us, assuming they're not playing each other. Arsenal can't. So that's good. We're officially ending Christmas better than Arsenal. But Newcastle lost yesterday and, and are not winning again this season. So that's <laughs> All right, not well, a problem. It's, it's us and Wolves. Maybe we're just, it's, a, it's a battle of wills to see who gets to keep Adoma Traore. I think that's everything we need to discuss. I think that's the game thoroughly and tactically, insightfully deciphered and um, analysed will do for me I'll have no arguments from anybody thank you both for coming thank you for listening we'll be back 
with another match ball after the West Brom game, the Allardyce battle, going from uh, from Deitch to Allardyce feels like we've lost some kind of peculiar bet, but I suppose this is what we got for getting promoted. And Dan should be back then, which means I'll be, we'll shuffle around the seats again and... Um, I'll be gone. <laughs> we, we might have you back at some point. Your your podcasting career depends entirely on the health of Dan's youngest <laughs> youngest child. God. So if you uh, if you want to go and um, how much do you want this? That's what you got to ask yourself. <laughs> Not willing to admit to that. <laughs> Thank you for helping us out today. You've been wonderful, and you, the listeners, have been wonderful as well. And so have Leeds United. <gasps> and join us next time. The match ball. 